to actually choose purpose over preference. Yes, but I'm actually working on it. And you and all of my friends are like, you need to just be, maybe you might need an ugly dude. I don't believe the Lord created all the super fine men with no morals. I'm on a journey to discover, uncover, and recover love. Now, as a national playwright, I've penned dozens of shows about relationships. As a filmmaker, I've documented the most beautiful committal of lovers at weddings. And as a divorcee, I know firsthand the brevity of marriage and the pain of its loss. I'm the Terrasaur Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. On the show today, I have my good buddy. She's a divorcee, a single mother of one and a middle school principal so you know she sees a lot in middle school welcome to the dear future wifey podcast my good friend Raquel wesson what's up what's up girl what's happening i like you turn your little voice on well what, what, my little voice that's my that's my little welcome sexy to the dear future wifey podcast that's because i'll be trying to be sexy a little bit oh. you know so you got to talk like this Okay. That's why I do that. So, Raquel, we have a lot of conversations on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about everything. And it's always after something that has happened to you traumatically. And, um, hmm, so we're going to talk. One of the things I always pick at you about is that I think you have a bad picker. I think you picked the wrong dudes. So today, I know you're rolling your eyes. I know you're rolling your eyes. Hey, it's the truth. See, oftentimes I believe that we often choose based on preference, based upon the way he looks, the way she looks, uh, what type of job they have. Um, But we don't really choose on purpose how they fit into our life to the the ultimate scheme of what God has called us to accomplish in life, the things that we want to pursue in life. So we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to challenge your belief a little bit. Is that all right? Uh, that's fine you know i'm gonna always stick to stick to what what i believe okay so okay so let's talk about that so let's talk okay so you you've been married before right yes okay uh how long ago have you been divorced oh it feels like eternity uh but three years you've been divorced for three years and how long were you married legally four years legally four years together three we were together for six years total Six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this guy, mm-hmm. were you in love with him when you got married to him? I loved him. So you loved him? I was in love with him before. Before you got married? Uh-huh. But things started happening. So it's really hard to describe when you think about the definition of love and in love. So I was in love with his potential. What I knew that he could be, um, but that wasn't who he was at the time. All right. So when you look at this thing, is he, does he fit in your typical, what you normally choose as far as appearance? Yes. Okay. So you chose him because he looked good and that's what you're attracted to, right? Well, of course, I want to be attracted to him. I want to be like, ooh, that's me. But I was attracted. I knew him, so it was familiar. Um, We had fun. I knew his family. So let's be clear. Like, it was not a situation where it was a bad thing. He's not a bad person. Um, But that's what was attracted to him was familiarity, comfort. Like, going into a relationship, I don't have to really get to know you. I don't have to. I know who you are. And we had a lot of fun. 
I will tell you that I feel like that he is owed an apology. So when I say I feel like I owe him an apology, I feel like I owe him an apology because I knew in that moment we weren't supposed to be getting married. Really? Not to say we couldn't have gotten married three, four, five years later, but August the 3rd of 2012, I knew from where I was in life, even where my career was kind of where it was cool at the time, that you that he was not ready to be who I needed him to be. Was he a good person? Yes. Was he fun? Yes. Did we have fun? But what it what I was looking for in a husband was not there, and I knew that. And so instead of trying to force my beliefs on you, force you to do this in your career, or force you to do all these kind of things, I owe him an apology for that because then you go into it with expectations of something that you knew wasn't there. Fast forward. So you decided mm-hmm. you got into a relationship. How long did it take after your marriage to get into another relationship or to start even dating? Or- well, you know what they say, like the first time you like talk to a dude after you get a divorce is yeah. like tragic. Yeah. yeah. So probably like I started entertaining somebody prematurely like December so six months so from like June to December but it was just entertainment he, he was awful yeah. was he was he was he your preference no he didn't look the he way you was like nothing that I would normally ever entertain um one of my friends was like yo just give him a chance and I'm like mm, he ain't really mean you know he mm-mm. but you know in his time and then you know my husband had somebody, and so I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But I know now that I should not have entertained that. But when you talk about, like, a real serious relationship where I'm your girl, you my dude, it was a year. A year. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, have you been in love since you've been married? Absolutely. Okay. We um, Was it just the one time that I know about? Was yes, it a couple times? The one time when I couldn't breathe, eat, sleep, you couldn't or go eat, to work. you couldn't go to work. You sitting up here on an involuntary fast, man. Let me tell you what happened <laughs> in that situation. And this is a long distance. Re- uh, so I'm, a, I got to do this in the future. Is have a okay. whole podcast episode talking about long distance relationships. Mm-hmm. So this was a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. You fell in love. It well, I loved out. him. Before that? Back in 2009, 2010, before my marriage. Oh, okay. This throwback love. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to have an episode called Throwback Love. Whatever. That's another thing. So this is throwback love. You uh-huh. loved him before you were ever married. Yep. And so when he came back into your life, you just felt like it was God's answered prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened? I mean, I loved him. I, I will always love him. Um, I really can't tell you what happened. I think it was a, a lot of misunderstandings. Um, distance played a part. But let's be clear. In the beginning, I was perfectly okay with the distance because I was coming out of something where I was in somebody's presence every day. So, you know, this is a relationship where I don't have to see this person every day while I'm still healing, right? Because right. I am still healing because it's a process. Yeah. Um. So while I'm still healing... My baby had kind of went through some things during our transition from my marriage. So it was kind of like it was comfortable. I know you. I'm comfortable with you. Um, I've loved you since 2010. You're back into my life. So it's kind of like 
ordained, not ordained, but it's just, yeah, it's it's, just it's, like, it's, oh, it's, this it's, is like a, yeah. this is full circle here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that for me, I might not have been as honest about, you know, you don't want to ever come off like you need to be saved. So you don't necessarily talk about how bad you were hurt. Of course. Um, so I think I kind of left off a little bit about how I really, really was hurting. Yeah. Um, and then after a while, distance kind of played a huge part in it. I think I came off potentially ungrateful. Is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't. I never intended to come off that way. But like I said, without just talking about it, because I do care about him, uh, no so I do. can't really tell you what happened. Um, I'm normally a fighter. So whenever something happens in a relationship, I always try to like kind of fight for it. Um, but coming out of my marriage, if I if I felt like the fighting wasn't mutual or it didn't look like I thought it should look yeah. like, I kind of like matched energy. Like, all right, cool, yeah. I'm gonna bounce. Too. Matching energy. But I never match energy, and so for me, when I was hurt and couldn't sleep and couldn't, you know, I was out of there, right? Mm. Couldn't go to work. People were like, "You didn't go to work." Oh my god! You knew I was and hurt. Yeah, because notice that you were talking about at the beginning when you were married, you loved to work, you loved to advance, mm. and here it is. This this guy took the oxygen from your body, right? And I don't want it to seem like he was a bad person. No, it's just it's certain just stuff just don't work out. It hurt really yeah. bad. And I think it hurt me more because I felt like, what could I have done differently? Because the not fight was not normally me. So I'm like, okay, well, if it ended, let me end on knowing I did what I would normally do. I didn't do what I would normally do. So that's nothing that was eating me up. Like, dang, well, what if I would have done this? Or what if I would have called? Or what if I would have said this? And, you know, then we came back together and then it was just like, boop. But then I just was like, yeah, I mean, you tried. To the bone. Yeah, you tried. And the thing about it is, I always believe that we should show effort and reclaiming love, or, you know, if there's been a tiff or whatever. But you can't be fighting harder for them than they are for you. But I think that fight looks different for people. No, it, 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 it no. I'm not fight. saying that he was fighting. I know. I'm it, just it, saying it, that. And that's what I'm talking about specifically. <laughs> yes, fighting does look differently, but no one has to question whether or not you're fighting. Like, yeah. you, if, if me and you got into a fight, or me and my son over there that's on the camera, mm-hmm. and we got in a fight and he's standing there with his arms down and I'm swinging at him, you're going to say, Latarius, you're beating him up. Mm-hmm. Why are you hitting him? And I'd be like, well, we fighting. He was like, he's not even hitting you back. He's mm-hmm. not even, what are you talking about? And I'm like, but that's what a fight is. I'm just getting all my good licks in. You'd be mm-hmm. like, no, nah, you fighting a helpless person. Right. What happened is that oftentimes in relationships, we say, we, we, give our, we give the other person a pass and say, you know, um, fight looks different. No, we know what pursuit looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it in Pepe Le Pew. In a cartoon from way back then all the way to Steve Urkel pursuing Laura and he's saying I'm wearing you down. We know what pursuit looks like. Um, Oftentimes we give people a pass and little effort and say what if I try this harder? What if I try this harder? But I don't think when I say what if I would have done this I would expect for the other person to do something for me when I'm a competitor. You know that. Yes. So whenever something happens, I want to be able to say, I, I did know everything I, I did, did yeah. everything that I could have done. And so what I, else could you have done in the book? At one point I didn't say nothing either. And that's not me. That's what I'm saying. But like I said, I'm not making any excuses for anybody. I'm just saying, I know that 
my first reaction wasn't Raquel. That's what I'm saying. And then when you came back, then do you have a pass on that? Came back into the picture, still didn't work out. We good. Okay. Do you, I, I are you, do, you feel, do you feel released? Do you feel like you tried everything in your power? The, the, the second time, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it still didn't work out. But that's okay. Okay. So all I want you to know is that I want you to be free that you tried. You say I get up there, I get dressed, I go to work. I'm yeah, eating. yeah. I'm just like, uh-huh. no, no. He, he. I have. I will you always got a nice love little him. promotion. Got a new Whatever. job and stuff. Look at you. Uh-huh. I, will, I will always love him though. So l- l- listen to that because you said that, and I want to touch on this, and I'm glad you said it again. Why do we make these sacred vows and say I will always love this person? Mm-hmm. Do you? Because I. I'm always careful about saying that mm-hmm. because I'm creating a covenant with somebody nah, that I say man, I will always I will always love this person and then you get with somebody else and subconsciously what you don't realize especially if you still have this always love for this other person then the other person is battling with a ghost. I don't believe that. Shoot. I can say, I didn't say I'm going to always be in love with him. I will I, always, okay, I will always love have him. love for him. I will always care about him. I guess that may be a little agreeable. Come on. No, this is good stuff because I'll be. This is what we're talking about because this is preference. It is not an inappropriate love. It is not a love that will stop me from loving somebody else. Could he it's get the you type back? of love. Could he get you back? Don't do that. Could he get you back? <laughs> Don't do that. It's the type of love that <sighs> taught me something. That's good. It's the type of love that I grew from. It's the type of love that. <laughs> You still stuck on that question I, I, I will go into Whenever I go into another relationship You will take what you learn from of, this yes, And mm-hmm. you and you apply it You apply the strengths and weaknesses that you had In that in the past relationship right. And make the next one work mm-hmm. And Yes and I will always Go out With my type of fight So Raquel what season are you in right now Are you open to dating Or wh- wh- where are you at right now um, I'm in a Comfortable, happy, I love Raquel season. Okay. Um, it looks different for me because um, I've never really been comfortable being by myself. And I think it comes, well, once I started going to counseling, we started talking about a lot of things. And I think it comes from growing up between two sets of twins. Well, first of all, I applaud you in doing the work and going to counseling. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's talked about enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's addressed enough. I don't think it's promoted enough. Yes. And so congratulations on going through counseling. Thank I've been you. through a lot of counseling in my life and it's mm-hmm. helped me tremendously. What is your preference? What have you found to be your preference? Man, I mean, he got to look so good that you be like, oh, <laughs> you know, like that double take, like, oh. <laughs> That's what I like And it's, it's awful It's so bad So you So you found The guys you typically choose Are those Head turner dudes Head turners to me Now my friends Like You crying over him I mean he looks average But I'm like He look good to me <laughs> Like he fine to me So name a celebrity That you say So we can get So the So the listeners can get uh, <laughs> a, a viewpoint of uh, an example um, of what you call head turner good looking. I think Lorenz Tate is Lorenz just like Tate? head turner good looking. Okay. Uh, of course, Idris Elba, but I probably wouldn't go for him. Like, Why not? He's like a, well, first of all, I would never beat him, but he's like a, like one of the ones you like, he too fine. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's limits to it. So if he too fine, you don't want him. I mean, like, I would assume, like, I would just be like, 
he just looks real good, you know. But like Lorenz Tay, he just like like I like him, like kind of slim face, Ivy kind of look, but he kind of got a little. Does Morris Chestnut fit the criteria? He all right. He all right. So Morris Chestnut is all right, and that's one of the dudes that um, he's really women. fine. Like, don't make these celebrities be watching this and be like, "Who is she?" To say I'm all right. No, no, he's no. Cute. Celebrities get talked about all the time. I mean, we celebrities we get talked about. Are you a celebrity? <laughs> yeah, I'm a celebrity. We get talked about all the time. We get we get. I mean, <laughs> Morris Chestnut is cute, but like, if I had, if somebody said you can go on a date right now with any celebrity, I would want to go on a date with Lorenz Tate if he wasn't married because right. I don't do married men. And the guy that was on um, the New Edition story, Keith Powers, that's his name, Keith Powers. Oh, yeah, let me see. Keith Powers is so cute. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old is he? I don't, young. And Brashear Gray is cute too. What would you say, Raquel? I mean, I probably would be like, I don't know, something silly. You know, I'm crazy. So I would kind of like show my personality like, you really are handsome, something like that. Or. You so know. you ain't you ain't a type of girl to try to play shy. Does he fit the type of guys that you typically like? Off outer appearance, yes. On outer appearance, mm-hmm. do you find that you choose on outter appearance before you choose? Way too on- much. <laughs> well, pick- I mean, what else could you pick choose from in the beginning? Initially, that's all I know. Like if we're standing in a room and right. you're over there and I'm over here. Out of appearance is all that I can see. Of course. So the problem with me comes with you give him a pass based on out of oh, appearance. What? Exactly. We talked about this one day. <laughs> give the example that you get. Okay. Gave. So like it drives me nuts if I give a guy my number and the se- the next day he's like, "Hey, babe," drives me nuts. Like I'm not your baby. If it's a guy that you're, that, if that, it's a guy that's like average, uh, average looking to you. But if he's like a uh, a head turner. Then he he texts you next day. I'm like, hey, <laughs> like I'm on it, and that's awful. Like you, ha- I have to learn how to. If this is what I don't like, I have to like it no matter what they look like. Yeah, equal opportunity. Right. Treat everybody equal. Uh-huh. And I'm working on that. <laughs> like in real life, working on that. So if a guy, so do you find yourself if a guy is very good looking, you have a higher level of of patience with him, and you accept yeah, more like, of his mm-hmm. junk versus a guy that's not. I'll say average by your by your standard. Yeah. So in counseling, has that been addressed? Absolutely. So would you so would you choose differently? Are you at the point in your life right now? And of course, right now you're not even entertaining anybody to be dating right, right. now. But once you get to that point, are you going to choose purpose over preference? Yes, but it is literally like a serious work in progress. Like I am seriously praying and I don't want to seem vain or anything, but I have a real, my personality is very, very attracted to nice looks. And so I'm really praying like, okay, God, if you're going to put the man that you created and stir him up and he looks head turning good and he embodies all of this, or you're going to give me the wisdom to not be so foolish, because that's what it is. Yeah. To be so foolish to, I'm like to look at silly things and pass up people that will potentially treat me like a queen or make me feel secure outside of finances, um, make me feel like I'm the best thing to happen. Is that what you really want? You. I do. I want to like. I work with one of my good. She's my good friend now, uh, Tish Johnson. Yeah. I think I told you this before, like, I can tell, like, 
she really digs her dude. Like yeah. Yeah, when, when she says, I can't wait to get home, like I believe it. And honestly, <laughs> I'm I never said that. Never said that in that my marriage. you couldn't marriage. wait to get home. Right. And so when I'm looking at her, and I don't envy anybody because I know things come. Yeah, and, yeah, know, people have She has her things or yeah. whatever. But when that time comes for me, you, you say, I, I want to, to be able home. to, you know, hang up with a parent that's cussing me out and I yeah. can't cuss them back out and want to be like, I can't wait to see my dude. That's good. Like, I can't wait for him to make me feel better. And we ain't got to say nothing to each other. Just be in each other's presence. Right. I didn't know that you got to this level. You got to this level in the last thirty minutes because at what first level? to choose prep for, uh, to actually choose purpose over preference. Yes, but I'm actually working on it. And you and all of my friends are like, you need to just be. Maybe you might need an ugly dude. I don't believe the Lord created all the super fine men with no morals. I don't believe that. I didn't say you need to be with an ugly dude. I'm saying that you need to choose. It shouldn't be so much focus on It should not. Looks. It should not. It should not. But I know that I give passes. And let me tell you something. On my journey, listen, I'm on this journey with you. I'm on the same journey where I want to remarry and I want to make sure that I'm choosing what we always hear us a lot about God's best for us, but I truly want God's best because I know that I have uh, friends when I watch them get married, I watch how their life just explodes on a different level. I'm going to have my boy Kawan uh, Burton and his wife London on the podcast soon. And uh, I'm going to call and reach out to them. But I watched how his life, when they chose, they link up so well. Mm. You know, she has her own clothing line. He's a photographer. He's gotten into videography. They have these blogs that they're doing. When you link up with the right person at the right time. Everything happens. It happens. And it's it's amazing. when, When you ask me where I am right now, for me, I struggle with dating because I'm trying to figure out, like, I feel like my personality is read completely wrong until people get to know me. Like you just see this loud, fun, like this personality that I guess clearly now that people tell me that it comes off like very not overbearing, but it's very it's a big personality. Yeah. And so people are they think I'm high maintenance and I'm like, dude. My, no, you're not. You're not high maintenance. My ideal date is a picnic. Yeah, with Henderson's chicken and a blanket and big red and a snow cone and spades. Brothers out there, <laughs> there it is. That's all you gotta do. Get you about ten dollars and go make it happen. But people, so on top of me not judging incorrectly, I pray for people not to judge me incorrectly and think you have to come with all this high dollar type things. That's not what I want. So in this process, are you trying to learn balance? I don't have a problem balancing. I had to tell a guy that the other day. He's like, you're too busy. I'm not in a relationship. When I'm dating somebody, I will date them, and I will prioritize them. Right now, I'm not dating anybody, so I can procrastinate and stay up to 3 o'clock in the morning if I want to. I don't have to prioritize anybody right now but Caden because that's where I am. Before, when I self-evaluated, I realized that I prayed for the things that I didn't like in somebody else. So if I didn't like the way them and their mama interacted, yeah. I'm going to pray for X, Y, Z. 
I don't really care if you have a kid or not. But since this this relationship was horrible because you yeah. had a kid, I'm going to pray for a man without kids. Not because it's what I truly want, but because it was traumatizing over mm, here. That's good. So my prayers now shifted to what I truly want, no matter how different things affected me in past relationships. So when I could write on Facebook, this is the man of my prayers. He was. The man of those particular prayers based off of that other relationship, not Ooh, based that's off good. of me. Oh, gosh, you're making prayers based upon trauma and pain of yes. the past. And not about what I truly want. You're making prayers based upon the pain, but not based upon the purpose. How I know that I'm not ready to date is if you told me, Raquel, I have magic powers. And I can put together the man of your dreams. I can't even tell you what to put in that man right now. I couldn't even tell you what to, like, throw in him to make him. If you told me I can create the ideal man for you, I wouldn't be able to tell you what to put in him. You know what's so good about that? I think that's a great transparent statement. And that's the perfect place for God to rebuild you in. You might not even know what you want, but you're going to know what you don't want. And when somebody now, I comes. I know what I don't want today. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, want, I do know these things. I want honesty and loyalty. 100. God-fearing. Family-oriented. What does God-fearing look like? We say this nice little It sounds good, right? For me, it, I don't need you to... You don't have to necessarily be like, how you doing today? Blessed and holy favorite. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. But I'm looking for... Walking in God's I'm not anointing. actually looking for anything. But what I would like would be for somebody who wants his family to go to church. But you don't have to be in a Rich. certain tax bracket. Yeah. I can I can make more money than you. That's fine. But do you make me feel secure? There it is. And then the biggest thing, the last one is... in um. Forgiveness. Are you able to forgive? Because we're going to mess up. We're not talking about we going to cheat. I know we know we're that going that's to, We're going to mess up. Non-negotiable. We're going to make each other mad. I think forgiveness goes with fight. Will you fight for me? Will you fight for uh -huh. me? Yeah, I've asked somebody that before. When they fight for me, they were like, you just got to wait to figure it out. And I ain't, you know, I'm still waiting. Up waiting for the fight. For the, for the waiting fight. for the ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So those are the But as far as like so all the other things. So how are you going to sit there and say you don't know what you want then? I know That's, I want those things, but I don't. But that is the thing. See, oftentimes we. That is the thing. It's but just I don't that even know what it looks like. That's what I'm saying. You don't saying. need to know what it looks like. That's what it looks like. It's everything you said. What you keep talking about looks like is the outward appearance. Yeah, I'm working on it. I am praying that this person that has these, like, five things, when I see them, I'm like, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You love me. You really do love yeah. me. <laughs> I don't believe he stopped making hands of men that are honest, loyal, God-fearing, family-oriented, financially stable, and forgiving. <laughs> I don't believe he didn't create anybody like that. He got a lot of them out there, and that's one and thing. And a lot that of I them are already married. Yes, but I think there's a lot of men too out there, and I'm gonna have a lot more men on the podcast mm -hmm. to start displaying some of these good brothers out there because yeah. there's a lot of good brothers that I believe that a lot of good women are overlooking. I want to set up situations where I can introduce these people because it's a, it's it's some men out there that really are purposeful and purpose driven, and they want a good wife. They're gonna be loyal, faithful, and adore you, Rick Hill. Mm -hmm. I enjoy talking to you today on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Give it up for Raquel oh Wesson, y'all. Thank you so much. Man, I really enjoyed having this conversation with my good friend, Raquel. 
Now allow me to manifest my future. Dear future wifey, on this beautiful path to you, I'm intentionally challenging my ideology of preferences versus purpose. Throughout the years, society has brainwashed me by standards of beauty, preferences of age, body type, social media followers, you name it. In all honesty, I don't want my relevancy of you to be tainted by likes and heart taps. I desire for you to tap into my life on a frequency that effortlessly engages the fulfillment of our purpose. Girl, I know I'm better with you. You're better with me. The Bible declares one can chase away a thousand demons, but two can set 10,000 demons to flight. That's the real meaning of catch flights, not feelings. <laughs> I'm excited to know the great exploits we will accomplish through our union. Until then, I will continue to seek God's purpose over my preference so I don't miss choosing you, your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.